Welcome to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. I'm Scott Law, and I'll assure you that this is not your typical Christian podcast, just spouting that old-time religion. We're exploring the intersection of our life and faith in a way that's fresh and new. We'll be unpacking deep theological concepts in a very fun and relatable way. Together, my father and I have traveled to over 125 countries, endeavoring to be the hands and feet of Christ. We've also faced incredible personal trials and tragedy, and we held on to the grace of God through it all. So the purpose of our podcast is to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear. Again, welcome to the Conversations Podcast. Sit down, turn it up, and enjoy. All right, welcome back. It's good to be on. Again, this is Scott Law with Conversations Podcast. I'm here with my dad. And this is Scott's dad. (laughs) We're here together to to talk to you today again. Conversations. Conversations. Just conversing about uh, our life, our faith, the ups and downs, and everything in between. So we've been talking about hope a lot lately and the need for hope in our life, the, the, the desire at sometimes, the feeling of, of going into despair, losing hope, mm. an absence of hope. Turning, mm-hmm. on, turning from God is what despair is, to be hopeless. And so in these turbulent times, we've been talking about where hope fits in and how we have to choose hope, to take mm-hmm. an active stance and embrace hope, run it's at hope, a decision. walk it out. It's a decision. It's an action. And so today, we want to... Again, throw a little curveball. We're going to play a song. We're going to harken back. This is an old school throwback song from back in the day. It goes back to the early years of Dad's ministry 50 years ago in South Africa and his close relationship with Andre Crouch, bringing Andre into the country of South Africa during apartheid era. Right, in the middle of apartheid. In the middle of apartheid. and He, he shook up the entire nation. Shook it up. And yeah. uh, you were part of that, opening the door for exactly. him. Exactly. Having concerts with him with Living Sound. Mm-hmm. And so we wanted to play a song and just talk about some memories, fun stories, and talk about hope. Yes. Hope for the, for the continent of Africa, but specifically right. the country of South Africa during apartheid. Right. All right, here we go. I've had many tears and sorrow. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times when I didn't know right from wrong. But in every situation, God gave mm. me blessed consolation. That all my trials come to only make me strong. Mm, I've been a lot of places, mm. and I've seen millions of faces. But there were times when I felt so all alone. Precious lonely hour for Jesus let me know that I was his own. Amen. Now mm. I can say through it all, through it all, oh yes, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. To depend upon his word So now 
Andre sing this song and I, I love the lyrics if I'd never had a problem I'd never know that God could solve them how many people struggling with coronavirus in this nation and other parts of the world you've got a problem you probably didn't know that God can solve them but he is doing it and hope is something eternal in the heart of a believer and we want to encourage you in your own decision to decide for hope. Lots of great memories. How did you come in contact with Andre? I remember just after we graduated from Oral Roberts University, we, we did a tour of the United States preparing to go on a mission to South Africa for a year. And one of the concerts we had was in Melody Land in Anaheim, California. Ralph Wilkerson was the pastor a good friend of mine. I never heard Andre before. I didn't know who he was or what he, how he sounded. So maybe it's, 1970, 71, right. something like that. And David Wilkerson was speaking at the rally, and Andre came on and started to sing. And I was enraptured with the man. I just, I was so touched by God, and he sang this song. He sang other songs, you know, Soon and Very Soon. We're soon going to and see, Very Soon. We're going to meet the king. We are going to meet the king. All, all these other things. When the concert was over, I went up to him and I talked to him and I said, I would love to do work with you wherever we can across the country. And God gave us opportunities. Living Sound did joint concerts with Andre Crouch. In fact, I invited Andre to the Maybe Center here in Tulsa. And uh, he did a concert, the first time he'd ever done a concert at ORU. And uh, he did it in concert with Living Sound. We did it together. And wow, what a blessing from God. And I just, I had a 
something inside of me that says, you know, you've dealt with a ministry in South Africa. You hate apartheid. And I hated it, Scott, with a mighty hatred because it was, it was dividing the nation. It was making one race superior to another race. And Nelson Mandela was in prison on Robben Island. And all that sort of stuff was going. In. So I, it was a good idea. It was a, I, a God idea. Mm. And I went to Andre and I said, Andre, I would like you to come with me and accompany Living Sound on a tour of South Africa. And he looked at me and he said, I would love to do that. And his manager at that time was Bob Eubanks. Mm-hmm. Bob Eubanks is on television. You're, you've watched him probably in the last month or yeah. maybe two or three weeks. Yeah. Doing some marketing and, on, on commercials he's, and he's stuff. marketing yep. stuff. Yeah. And I talked to Bob Eubanks and we worked out a plan. And uh, Andre came over to South Africa. Now, in South Africa, you've got sharp division between white and black. But Andre had a, a broad and a good attitude, and he was willing to bend a little bit and do this and that. But boy, he, he just sang his way into the heart of the South African people, white and black. And uh, we refused to divide. To segregate. Uh, segregate yeah. the, the audiences. We wouldn't do it. If we came somewhere and Andre was singing, the blacks would be uh, as welcome in that meeting as, as the whites were. And uh, it t- took us a long way along uh, being responsible for the fall of apartheid and for the mm. new government to take over. Racial, and, racial reconciliation. Right. Really. And uh, But, you know, Andre was... He was a funny guy. I mean, <laughs> I remember the first time I ever saw we were in a restaurant. And when Andre sang a concert, he'd put everything out there. He threw himself into the music. He'd come away. He'd be perspiring, and he would be, uh, but he'd be full of the joy of the Lord. And, and we would go out and uh, say, let's get a bite to eat here, good South African food. And uh, I remember one night I watched him, and he said he wanted to, to eat some chicken. So I ordered a chicken from the restaurant, and they brought out a whole chicken. <laughs> a whole chicken. A whole chicken. And I watched Andre devour the whole chicken, <laughs> the whole spit, chicken. spit out the bones. <laughs> I'd never seen anything like that in my whole life. And, and there he is, you know. And uh, wow, those are great memories and great moments. And, you know, I believe that we were a beacon of hope to the nation of South Africa. You know and you've heard some of our music, Scott, and uh, testimonies from South African young people that said, I heard you in Cape Town. Yeah. I heard you in Durban. I heard yep. you in Johannesburg. Yeah. I heard you here and there. Yep. And uh, I gave my life to Christ. In fact, on that initial tour in South Africa, we saw 10,000 people make decisions for Jesus Christ. Most of them young people. And uh, revival came to entire towns Amazing. after we had been there. and it, But it was, again, the message of hope, the message that God had put in our heart and a message that we brought to the nation. So, uh, wow. And here I am sitting in a microphone talking about hope to a <laughs> lot of people in America who've lost hope. This is a message for America. We're here on this podcast today to tell you that God isn't done with you. He's not done with us. And he is about to bring the great news of faith to the body of Christ. 
and it, it's it's wonderful to be a part of it. YouTube as a technology is great because uh, it's opened up so many memories mm-hmm. back up for you. Mm-hmm. Just me pulling stuff up, and there's a number of Living Sound songs on YouTube. And I pulled it up, and we listened. We've been listening to them, and it's great. Stuff we hadn't heard in a while. Stuff I hadn't heard since I was a, a child, really. But then the cool thing is that also that there are comments underneath these videos that are posted on YouTube, mm-hmm. and they're testimonies. And so here's, you talk about your early ministry mm-hmm. in South Africa. Here's, here's some, I gave my life to the Lord back in 1973 at a Living Sound meeting in Durban, South Africa. Terry Law preached on David, and Don Moen led me to the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm still walking daily with the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for using this ministry to re- reach me. Another person, wonderful memories. They came to Joburg in 1977 and 79. Thank you so much for sharing this song. Here's another one. Thank you for this upload. It brought back great memories. One of the Living Sound groups came to my church in Bromley when I was 12 or 13. My parents bought this on cassette tape and played it constantly. It's cool that this goes back to Andre mm. and even before then of your ministry before and after in South Africa and how it changed life. And I think of um, all of the wonderful uh, South Africans that have been a part of my life. I think of Auntie Stella and Uncle Gordon Kalmeyer. I think mm. of Greg and Marlene Chapman. Obviously, Greg's mm. Canadian, but Marlene, I think of you met David Weir mm-hmm. in, in South Africa, right? David it, Rosemary. It was a funny story, Scott. Uh, David happened to be in a Living Sound concert in Norwood, Johannesburg, which is, Norwood is a suburb. He was working there on business. Well, yes, he was yeah. as a guest from the UK, but uh, his wife, Rosemary, was having a baby. Uh, Debbie was born <laughs> while we were having the concert in Doug Fisher's church in Norwood. And David was so impacted by the concert that we did that night that he, he followed us. And later, I, I met him in St. Martin's on the Bullring in Birmingham in a Episcopal Cathedral there. Back in the UK. In the UK. And uh, David offered himself to work with the ministry and he became the man in charge of our booking for all of Europe. David went into areas like Poland and and Russia and communist countries and prepared our schedule and uh, became a, a mighty man of God. And his uh, David has gone on to be with the Lord, but his wife Rosemary is such a a good friend. I just talked to her on the phone two or three days ago. And wow, there's a heritage there. You guys worked, you and David Weir worked together for 30 years? Oh, over 30 over years. Over 30 years. Yeah. And he, yeah. you you both would credit each other as being some closest friends. Yes, very close Not just friends. colleagues, yeah. not just... Uh, closest friends, yes. And you guys met in South Africa mm-hmm. where, where God had called you to go. That was that weekend. It was uh, uh, one of those weekends where God smiles on people and mm. uh, uh, the, the hospital wouldn't let David stand or be with Rosemary in the hospital. They wanted him out of there. They kicked him out. So old they, school, they, yeah. ch- they chased him out of the hospital yeah. and he walked down the street to where our bus was parked and we were doing a concert in the church and he came in the back and sat and listened it totally blew his mind. He came up to me after and we started to talk. And that was the beginning of what, 35 year friendship. He's now with Jesus, got a wonderful family. And wow, it was one of those God appointments and God changes your life through the lives of other people. Absolutely, you know, I think of South Africa and and growing up there a little bit um, as a child, young child. The only photo I have 
of my first birthday, I was uh, in a high chair on the deck of a boat going out from Portsmouth mm-hmm. down to the Cape. Yeah. I celebrated my first birthday going down to meet you guys, Mom and I, mm-hmm. and Misty, to meet the team, Living Sound, and you, and David in South Africa. And uh, he, from spending time in South Africa and being around South Africans, that was the culture that taught you how you and Mom raised us to call all of our elders auntie and uncle. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's Uncle David and Auntie Rosemary and Uncle Don Moen and, and Laura. People have always looked at me weird because I always refer to my elders as auntie and uncle. You learned that in South I Africa. I learned that in South Africa. And going back to, to Uncle David Weir, he helped me buy my first car. He pointed me to where to get a good oil change. Years later, when uh, I was married, he helped me find, because he loved Lexus. He thought it was a great, great value. He was a Scotsman. And so... He always loved a good deal. He was really uh-huh. tight with his money and uh-huh. um, a true Scotsman. And he was like, Scott, um, I've got a great mechanic. You know, and it's, uh, uh, mm-hmm. he was a former Lexus dealer mechanic and he started his own shop. So for years, I used Stellar Auto to get my, my Lexus fixed. Mm-hmm. Just a wonderful, wonderful man of God. And whose son, David John, is a pastor in Pell Pel City, Alabama. Pell City, Alabama, just He's, about 60 miles outside of Birmingham on the Highway 20 heading to Atlanta. to Atlanta. Yeah. You see the big, big advertisements yep. on the sign. It's just off the side of the road. I would come down there and I'd see my name up there in lights. And <laughs> wow, that's, that's something. And that's David's son, David John, and David Jr. The church is exploding. It's uh, That's wonderful. God is on the work there. It's just Tremendous. It's wonderful. Well, you wanted to share something. We're, we're waxing eloquent here about all of our South African memories. I could keep talking forever. but There are so many things about South Africa that propelled me into ministry. It was our first crusade series with Living Sound. I remember when I announced at Oral Roberts University that I was going to take Living Sound to South Africa. Oral Roberts was sitting on the front row in chapel when I made that announcement. And he whirled over and he said to Bob DeWeese, he said, what did he say? <laughs> and Bob said, I think he said they're going to South Africa. Oh, that shocked Oral. And he, he was upset because I had taken some of the finest musicians from ORU and from the music department, and they had joined me and wanted to go full-time with me. Many of those uh, young people became friends for life. Uh, we just had our 50th anniversary for Living Sound here in Tulsa last, I believe it was... October. October, was it? Yeah, it's October. And uh, wow, 124 ex-Living Sound singers came from around and the musicians. world. And musicians, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I think most of the continents were uh, included there. And we just Amazing. had a bang-up time rejoicing in the goodness of the Lord and all the things that God had done over 20 years. and uh, 50 years. 50 even. years, sorry. Yeah. And uh, when we think now, or I, you read these testimonies to me. Yeah. On, is that YouTube? It's on YouTube, yeah. Okay, I'm, yep. I'm not good at that stuff, but <laughs> you, you can find them and you read them to me, and it just brings back memories. It, there, there's a, a warm spot in my heart because mm. we did something in South Africa that nobody else could do because we were white singers, although we did have black Americans in our group as well. So we were not segregated. We were very integrated. uh, Integrated. What a testimony it came to the nation. Oh, wow. And and the good things that God did. We sang in major conferences over there. I remember when Billy Graham 
came and ministered for the first time in uh, Durban, South you, Africa. You helped open up South Africa uh, to him, too. Right, Living Sound. Uh, 1973, right? Did the concert with Billy Graham yeah. in Durban. Yeah. And it was a powerful thing. I, I'll never forget the Billy Graham Crusade organization came to me because we had the best PA system in all of Africa, in South Africa particularly. So they said, we want to hire you to carry the sound in the Wanderer Stadium in downtown Johannesburg. We want your PA system to be our PA system. So I agreed. They they hired it. And Scott, if you can believe it, there were 82,000 people in the Wanderer Stadium in Johannesburg. Mm. Uh, Billy Graham was going to preach. And, and you guys were doing the worship, right? You, we you? we yeah. did praise and worship, yeah. but the, the exciting thing was that about 30 seconds before Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Barrows, yeah. Cliff Barrows got up to sing and to lead the choir, 30 seconds before he did, the power went out. And we had a huge PA system. There was no sound. There was nothing. I mean, we could have destroyed a Billy Graham crusade. <laughs> And Gordon was running all over the grass out out in the in the middle of the stadium, and he found where a woman with her high heels had stepped on one of our cords and separated the cord. And gaff he, tape, gaff tape one hundred and one, yeah, right there. And, and he, he pulled out his little <laughs> welding thing that he carried with him, and he he fixed it up. And when Cliff Barrow stepped to the microphone, there was sound. He had that and deep I voice. can tell you, I can tell you, <laughs> I've never been uh, that concerned about a PA system. I've always felt for years that demons work in PA systems. Somehow there's something always going wrong here, going there, wrong with the mic, wrong with the monitors, wrong here and there. But to see that come together and for us to do it successfully, that's one of those great memories. It's a great memory. A great memory, yeah. That's a great story. Well, wrapping this all in a nice little bow, we talk about uh, South Africa, and it was the start, really the, the start of your international ministry back in 1970, 71, first step foot in there. And, and there's a story to tell about how we got there, Scott. Oh, yeah. It's and gonna we're going to have to we're gonna have to tell that later. But think about how much despair was in the country at the time, uh-huh. um, like we talked about. And uh-huh. really, what a... What a great opportunity for Andre to come with you guys and experience that as an African-American and go to South Africa and and be celebrated in a country that actually denigrated and segregated against his own kind. And you were a part of that. And to bring bring in hope, bringing the message of of hope, really the good news um, to South Africa. What a what a memory. That's the message we're bringing today. Sickness, disease that's running rampant. We don't know what to do. Our government is struggling and uh, trying to come through to the other side. But our message to you on our podcast is uh, God is a God of hope. And uh, there are powerful verses on hope in the Bible, and we want you to get a hold of them. And uh, I'll get to some of those verses next time. <laughs> well, let's not forget, you know, very much like uh, Andre sang, through it all. Through it all, I learned to trust in Jesus. I learned to trust in God. And with everything that we're all going through, mm. let's remember to, that if through I, it all. If I'd never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve them. I'd never know what faith in God's Word can do. That's our message to you today. Hope. 
Thank you for that message, Andre. We love you, brother. And I know you're enjoying life in heaven right now. Singing and praising God. That's right. Thanks again for being a part of this. Grace and peace on you all. We'll see you guys soon. Thank you for listening today to the Conversations Podcast with Terry Law and Scott Law. We hope you enjoyed it. This podcast has been brought to you by our sponsor, Terry Law Speaks. Go to terrylawspeaks.com if you'd like to book Terry to speak at your church or special event. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and many of the other major podcast platforms. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. We'll see you next time as we continue to share the love and grace of God with you and with those who've yet to hear.